On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Allstate Insurance Agent Mike Light, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. Finally, it has arrived. Basketball is back. Saturday, the season opens in a fashion never seen before in Jets history. The home opener, the season opener, and the conference opener all rolled into one. The Jets hosting the Lions of Missouri Southern. Welcome back to the JetCast. This is episode number 26, and today we're joined, of course, by head coach R.J. Allen as we get set for a season opener unlike any in Newman's history here amid uh, unprecedented times. I could give all the cliches, but first of all, you know, you've made it through a couple of quarantines, just got out of quarantine. The women's team had to quarantine as well. How does it feel to be here this week, you know, days before the season and just know that, you know, gosh, we've actually made it. This is actually going to happen. You know, based on kind of what we've went through in the last, you know, 16, 18 days here, well, mixed emotions. Uh, <laughs> there's some there's some anxiety. Um, there's some excitement. Um you know, you have anticipation kind of mixed in all in one. So uh, we're, we're definitely excited to have the opportunity. Uh, you know, this was throughout the summer and even in the fall, I, I didn't know if it was going to happen. How did you push that doubt aside and just focus on your job as the leader, you know, of the team? Yeah, I mean, regardless of kind of I guess the the simple way to answer that question is control what you can control, I guess. You know, you control what you control. Um, we're going to prepare, you know, just like as we normally would and the best we can and focus on what, you know, we have control of and just uh, attack every day, you know, just like that. Well, obviously the timing could not have been worse, you know, just a couple of weeks before the season. How close do you feel like the team is to being ready in terms of getting – what you normally have in at this time in terms of plays and defenses and systems on offense. You guys were very set play oriented last year, you know, but if you, you know, when you don't have, we have weeks off of practice in the preseason and the preseason for, for division two basketball is already pretty tiny. Um, obviously that's a significant challenge for you as a coach. How have you gone about attacking that and, and how ready do you feel like the team is? <laughs> well, that's where the anxiety comes in. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I don't I don't think I've ever went into a season like, OK, we're ready 100 um, percent. Uh, but this year has been oh, man, it's been a challenge to, to say the least. I think we've practiced once in November, uh, which was yesterday. Man. So uh, to, to answer your question, I mean, we don't have a whole lot in. Uh, we have 11 new guys and that's where we're at. And that's just the reality of our season. And, you know, for us, I, I don't think that's something that, that we, we dwell on. Um, it's real. It's a real deal. We have 
been in quarantine for 14 days and and two weeks prior to that we were in quarantine for another 14 and so you know we've we've spent a lot of time in quarantine but uh you know we just gotta again control what we can control and I think there's other teams too that are are facing some of these challenges and that's just you know our reality in athletics this year so obviously the most important thing is you know with coronavirus making sure everybody is healthy and 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 how healthy is the team and and not obviously not just physically because certainly that's the most important thing but um, how healthy do you feel like they are mentally in terms of their spirits and and trying to stay just positive throughout all this sure um you know through the 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 quarantine process is really tough especially (laughs) for those guys that are you know, used to, uh, you know, kind of being together, um, you know, playing basketball, um, you know, those those hobbies that they have. And then, you know, we have to we have to shut that down and, and rightfully so to keep everyone safe. But mentally, it wears on those kids. It, it does. It wears on me, it wears on all, all of us. So um, that that's a real challenge this year and we as a staff are trying to be mindful of that and and making sure that you know physically that that we're healthy but also um that we're healthy mentally and and like you said this their well-being and their safety is is obviously our number one priority so you know what what we've tried to do to combat that is is kind of try to stay connected during those quarantine times is, is zoom and you know uh having those type of daily interactions with those guys um you know was huge and it kind of helped uh boost their morale now that they're out of quarantine you know you get that you get kind of get that first day excitement so their their energy and 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 their mindsets have been you know we're really good yesterday rj allen is my guest head men's basketball coach getting set to play missouri southern on Saturday, and that's a 3.30 tip time for the men. You can hear the game on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com slash listen. Obviously, the MIAA uh, was a different, little different animal than the Heartland Conference was. You knew that it would be going in. Jamal the Priest came from the MIAA. You'd played those MIAA teams. You were part of the, the 2012 state championship MIAA team, even though you weren't a member of the conference when you beat all the other teams in the MIAA. So you know that the the level required to compete and win is, is very very high. What did you learn and what did you take away from last year? That obviously on paper uh, was a disappointing season, but um, you know it, if a few plays change early in the year, um, you know you get a couple of those close wins that turned into losses for you guys, and maybe you have different confidence going into the second semester. I, I would love to see the alternate reality where some of those early bounces go your way instead of going the other way. Sure. I, I mean, that's just, that's the life in athletics. You know, you have peaks, you have valleys that you have to overcome or, or try to stay even with, um, you know, I'm grateful that we kind of went through what we did. Uh, I learned a ton as a coach, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, what's required and attention to details and, and how to, you know, try to overcome adversity and, and, and to get up every single day. You know, we, we talk a lot about being resilient, but to actually have to do it day in and day out, you learn a lot about yourself. Uh, you learn a lot about your, your kids, uh, you know. So it was a tremendous learning experience for us, um, you know. And, and this year, 
you know, where we're at. I, I really like our group. I really like our kids, though we have 11 newcomers. Uh, you know, the 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 eagerness to learn, I think I've said before, and just their mentalities have been uh, terrific, terrific. And, and, and to have this group, um, Ty Herford is the lone senior, uh, you know, so what we're building moving forward is something that I think we can all be excited about. So looking at Tigel Herford, obviously, with these 11 new new Jets, you've got some other experienced guys back on the team. Jacob Birnbaum, obviously, is another one for you guys. Uh, DeAndre Johnson coming back. Uh, what do you what have you seen out of these new Jets, these 11 new Jets? And and how much of a difference is it with this class of, of new players kind of bringing them in when you've had so much less practice time than normal, but at the same time, they don't really have any preconceived notion of what it's supposed to be like at Newman. How have you kind of blended that in with what you normally try to do and what you've been allowed to do in, in order in terms of getting those guys up to speed on what you expect and, and what you what Jets basketball is all about? I, I think that's an ongoing process. Like, we're not there yet. Um, we're, those guys are still learning. Um, you know, we're trying to do as much as we can with what we have without trying to overwhelm, um, you know, these guys. And I think they're doing a terrific job of handling what we've thrown at them. And like I said, and I think, you know, what what hopefully you'll hear from kids in our program is that, you know, this thing is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Uh, you know, we want to we wanna be playing our best basketball down the stretch. And what you see from our program is continual growth. Like, we want to see our, our team continue to get better from the start of the year to the end of the year. And that's what we're focused on every single day. Tigel Herford's going to join us in just a second. He's the only four-year senior on this team, as you mentioned. Uh, he's been here for some outstanding moments. He was a big part of your success last year shooting the three, great at handling, distributing the basketball after Christmas break. And I know in terms of mentally, a guy that you've really challenged in practice a lot over the years to get better. Uh, not always, I'm, I'm sure that Co- that Tigel has uh, <laughs> not always been uh, appreciative of the tone of voice, but um, certainly seems to have improved over the years and has really grown up. I think you're really going to enjoy him. You're going to meet him here in just a second, but I know that he's got a, a special place in your heart for, for sticking around this program and, and being a four-year guy. And How much are you going to rely upon him to be one of your leaders this year to show all these new guys you know, what culture you're trying to build here? Sure. You know, Tigel Tigel is a, a phenomenal story. Uh, he he came to us, you know, he's 5'5", five, five, maybe. Uh, maybe 5'6 on the roster. I don't know, maybe Colin <laughs> squeezed out an extra one, maybe. extra inch for him there, yeah. maybe. <laughs> but uh, he came as a walk-on. Um, we, we really didn't know what to expect. It was uh, one of those deals where, you know, it, it was a good faith deal, and, and he came in, and, you know, the, the guy – we joke about it a lot with him now you know he was just we went from saying like who is this five five walk on freshman that wants to try to play college basketball to being in his freshman year um based on some of the injuries that that we were dealt with that year uh to being a kid that played quite a bit he played a lot i think he actually even started some games which is like 
Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> you know, thinking back at those times, but, but here's a kid that has come in to Newman university, uh, you know, lived up to what it means to be a student athlete at Newman, um, to the T. I mean, he's a phenomenal student has been an ambassador on campus, uh, has done terrific things in the community and he's worked his tail off from the moment that he's been here and, and really done a, you know, phenomenal job as a student athlete here here at Newman and he'll walk out of here in May with his degree um, you know so w when you look at the big picture of what it's all about and, and what we're trying to get accomplished with these young men I mean he's the he's the prototype of of what you want and it's just been a joy and a delight to have him in our program and to actually see him grow uh, through the years has been uh, really cool I know that it's a little bit early um, but, you know, I'm thinking he has been a guy. I think he's pretty popular on campus. You know, I, I don't know exactly what the plans are, but I could see him maybe being a, a homecoming king candidate, couldn't you? <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past him. Like, <laughs> you know? every time I, I bet against Ty, I, I lose. So, <laughs> you know, if he's if he's up and it's a bet, I'm, I'm betting on Ty. Well, so we'll, we'll hope for that maybe. Don't know what that will look like this year for homecoming, but I'm sure they'll have some way to, to uh, crown the royalty. Uh, the DeAndre Johnson is a guy that obviously you've been eagerly anticipating coming back from that knee injury, missing all but two or three games from last year. Um, in terms of eligibility, he he got that year back as, as far as yeah. Just wanted to double check on that. How has he looked in practice, and 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 how is he is he back to the DeAndre Johnson that we started seeing the year before when. We, we saw kind of that timid freshman take the next step into being a, wow, this guy is an athlete, and, and he will go rebound and dunk over literally anybody you put in front of him. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, to be honest with you, like he, he looks like he missed a year of basketball, and that's to be understandable with, with his surgery and that he missed a year of basketball. So, uh, you know, with him, it's it's kind of like where where Jacob Birnbaum was a year ago. Right. I think the expectation for for DeAndre is just uh, continue to get better every day. Um, continue to get better mentally every day. Uh, you know, and try to try to be the best version of yourself as we get down closer to the end of the year. And, you know, the thing about DeAndre is that he has a great spirit. He has a great attitude. He comes to work every single day. He's always dripping wet with sweat. So he's working. He's working hard, um, you know, and I, I anticipate, you know, us eventually seeing that DeAndre that that we were, um, you know, raving about right before he, he got injured. So it it had come, and, and I know for him it's tough because you you want it right now. Of course. Like, you want it right now. I want to see it right now. I, <laughs> I, I want to see it on Saturday. <laughs> but, but and, and he, you know, it's, it's – he gets frustrated at times, but, again, it's like – it's not a sprint, man. We this is a this is a deal. This is a long term deal. We're gonna have you work each and every day, and your job is to get a little bit better every day. Be better than you were the day before, and and uh, he's taking that to heart, and he's working on it. Final question for you. Uh, you know, we'll be talking later this week about uh, the Lions, and they got some good players. Obviously, that was a tough game for you guys last year, and and the you know picked second in the league again this year behind Northwest Missouri State. So, you know, the top of the league, you know precisely how great it is. 
So I'm not going to put this in terms of, uh, you know, it's not a must-win game. As you said, the end of the year is much more important than the start of the year. What What is going to make you not necessarily pleased but satisfied, regardless of the, the final score on Saturday? What's going to leave you satisfied in knowing, okay, we've got – We've got a foundation to build upon the rest of the season based on how you play against Missouri Southern. Well, I mean, honestly, we we kind of talked about this yesterday. Um, you know, when we when we started this deal, you know, a few years back, uh, I think one of the things that that we have to continue to build and get better at is what makes me satisfied: us winning. That's what makes me satisfied <laughs> at, sure. at, at the end of the day. So that's like. That's the mentality that we're going into the game. Like, we're going to go into the game trying to win the game. Of course. Um, You know, and now where the chips fall, who knows? I I don't know where the chips fall. Uh, You know, but again, like like my message to to those guys and and, and to everyone else is like, regardless if we win or lose the game, the season hopefully doesn't end on Saturday. (laughs) I hope hope not. So you – whether you win it or you lose it, it's the it's about the next day. How do you respond? Where are you at mentally? Are you satisfied? Are you hungry? You know, are you even? Um, you know, our mindset and our motto has to be: we want to continue to keep climbing wherever we start. You know, uh, you know, we wanna we wanna keep moving up, and that's 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 how we'll approach it, and that's how we're gonna work to get better each and every day. R.J. Allen, head coach for the men's basketball team, once again. In action on Saturday, the season finally here. The season opener and the conference opener here at Fugate Gymnasium against Missouri Southern. 3.30 immediately following the women's game. You can hear it on the Newman Jets Audio Network. Coach, good luck to you. Uh, We'll be talking to you a little later this week as uh, we get set for the season. Thanks Thanks. so much. Thank you. Tigel Herford, a senior on this team, he'll be joining us in just a second when we come back on the JetCast. When remodeling your kitchen or purchasing a new home, choosing the right countertops can often be intimidating. Trust the quartz and granite experts at Keystone Solid Surfaces to work with you every step of the way, from design to installation. Keystone Solid Surfaces fabricates and installs the highest quality quartz and granite countertops. So remember, when you're ready for new countertops... The key is Keystone. Keystone Solid Surfaces. Call 316-778-1566. That's 778-1566. Or go online to keystonesolidsurfaces.com. Hey boss, the backhoe was stolen from the valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah, what am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. One of the leaders on this Newman men's basketball team is a fourth-year senior from Tupelo, Mississippi, Tigel Herford. Of course, the men opening up their season on Saturday against Missouri Southern. He averaged four points per game last year, dished out 52 assists, and shot 43% from outside the arc. Tigel Herford joins me. They call him Ty, and it is great to have you back on the show. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Well, uh, obviously, it's been a, a challenging time for, for everybody, but you know, another quarantine for you guys. Obviously, you had the one uh, a couple weeks ago and then one earlier when everybody was quarantined. How how tough has it been mentally to kind of, you know, get going and then have to shut down and then have to restart again, uh, you know, t- just to try to keep everybody safe? 
Yes, sir. I believe um, everybody expected it to happen at first. So, like, the first time, it really wasn't, like, you know, everybody shut down and was upset. You know, then the second time, it was like, okay, this is this is serious. <laughs> right. And then the third time, it was like, okay, like, now we got to, like, think about other people and understand, like, the times that we're in. And, you know, that third time for me, that's when it got mentally tough because, you know, like, to me, I feel like I've been in quarantine for a month. Oh, I bet. How do you stay mentally? Obviously, you know, staying physically fit would be – challenging enough how do you keep yourself mentally healthy well i mean it's, it's probably a little funny to some people but you know sometimes i caught myself like literally running in my room like <laughs> running up and down the hallway or just dribbling the ball you know just to you know like get out of my room like in the room or you know talk to my teammate might do push-ups or sit-ups or something sure let open the window get some fresh air that's probably now they say probably fresh air helps everything so yes, I, I no disagreement with that last season for you a little bit of a slow start for you offensively. You had 22 turnovers before Christmas. You only had 14 turnovers after Christmas. They played more games after Christmas than before Christmas. And you had 31 assists. So nearly better than 2 to 1 assist to turnover ratio in the second semester. So you were phenomenal distributing the basketball. What changed for you in terms of being able to handle the point and being so effective at that in the second semester? Yes, sir. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Coach emphasized it early in the season. You know, um, it was our, our first game. We had a lot of turnovers our first two or three games in the season. You know, he emphasized, you know, every day, like, you know, take care of the ball, you know, play possession by possession. You know, I feel like the game began to slow down for me. You know, the MIAA, the league was different than the Heartland. Sure. So, like, I had to adapt to that. You know, the game was a little bit faster. You know, it was more possessions. So, you know, as, as time went along, you know, I kind of understood, like, when – when to go, when not to go, you know, making better decisions, when to slow it down, run the plays, you know, it's just come with experience, I feel like, and understanding, you know, time and score. And, you yeah, and you've never been somebody who's looked for their own shot, but, you know, he, this guy had eight three-pointers in his entire career. You had one the year before. You hit one in your sophomore. You had 40 last year. 43s, you shot 43% from the three-point line. It was your best three-point shooting year of your career. What allowed you to have such a dramatic improvement? And you hit some big threes in those games to keep the Jets in close games, to get you closer, to try to make a run. What did you do in the offseason to improve your three-point shooting and become really a reliable and needed weapon on the perimeter for the Jets offensively last year? Yes, sir. Well, I mean, it, it took a lot of work. You know, uh, at first, I feel like I shot a little slower. Coming in as a freshman, I shot slower. You know, as as time went along, I understood, you know, I needed to get it out quicker and jump a little bit higher to get it over to other guys when they were contesting. And, you know, as a freshman and sophomore, I feel like I still had that same confidence that I had as a junior, but I obviously shot it better. But, you know, I came into another role, you know, I was able to get more shots. You know, you had Ben, me, you had Juwan, you had CD. I had so many other shooters around me. Like, right. I really wasn't even worried about scoring. You know, it's like, hey, this guy can shoot. So, like, I mean, you know, I'll take, you know, I'll take this role, you know. And as I got older, you know, I grew into that role. And I, my confidence was just there. You know, I didn't – I wasn't scared. I wasn't afraid to shoot it. I wasn't second-guessing anything or nothing, you know. And early in my years, I was kind of second-guessing because, you know, I had so many guys around me that could, you know, do the same thing or score. And, you know, I feel like I just – had more confidence. We're talking with Tigel Herford. He is a senior on this team, a four-year senior from Tupelo, Mississippi. You talk about confidence. You've used that word a lot here. How much do you have as being one of the leaders on this team? You've got 11 new Jets on the roster, which I haven't totaled up yet. It might be a record in the D2 era for the most new players on a team. 
uh, for men's basketball. So obviously you've got a lot of guys to bring into your culture, to your program, and to try to teach them what Coach Allen wants from them as as their coach and what you guys expect as players who are invested in this program. That's something that coaches talked a lot about about building your guys' investment and making the program yours. How much confidence do you have in the leadership that you can show to try to show show these guys what Newman basketball is supposed to be about? Because you've been here for some of the most successful seasons that Newman's had. Yes, sir. And, uh, like, me and Coach Allen talk about it all the time, you know, like when I first got here, you know, my freshman year, you know, hey, we, we was young, and, you know, a lot of transfers, similar situation to now, sure. to be honest, because we had, what, six freshmen maybe? And we had a lot of injuries, so we had a lot of adversity. <laughs> you did that. So year. <laughs> I'm gonna compare that adversity to the COVID. You know, you know, you never know when somebody's gonna right. be sick and when somebody's gonna be out. So you know, each guy got to be able to step up. And you know, the main thing with that is, you know, like you said, do do you have the confidence? You know, yes, I had the confidence because, you know, I've been following Coach Allen for four years, and I know that if we just stay the course, you know, we may we may take a few hits early in the year, but you know. Playing in January and February is when you want to play your best basketball. You know, if we lose a couple early games, that doesn't determine your season. You, you guys seem to have a confidence because I remember, you know, that first year when he, he won Coach of the Year, you guys did not have a good start to the season. Uh, you know, you, I remember that, you know, going up there and there was the MIAA showcase and that Pitt State game was a real tough one for you guys. But you guys came back, finished, I think, tied for second or third in the league that year and really just played your best basketball of the year uh, before last played very strong down the stretch in January and February as well so it it does seem like you guys gain confidence as the year goes on how do you translate that and and try to gain more confidence in the start of the year and obviously when you're playing a team like Missouri Southern to begin the season with a player like Cam Martin and and such a you know a team that would be ranked in the top 25 if the rankings had come out already uh, obviously that's not going to be easy to do Yes, sir. And, you know, I, I know the the cars we deal and everything, but, you know, um, I just believe in what we do every day, you know, even though we had COVID and everything, but, like, in practice every day, like, Coach Allen not going to let you come in and give, you know, <laughs> poor effort or anything. You know, our standard is going to raise up, you know. Maybe we got to get guys in shape and get going, but, like, as we get going, that level is going to rise. And, you know, I feel like this the type of leader he is. Like, us, I feel like we're going to rise when he rises. You know, we're going to sure. go together. We got to all do it together. And, you know, I feel like if we just stay together and, you know, and not worry about the rankings, don't worry about what people are saying, you know, we got Newman across our chest. They got Missouri Southern across their chest. We men. So, you know, we're going to go out there, throw it up. Best men going to win. All right. We'll see. Hopefully they're wearing navy and red. Uh, We do have a question chain for you from Jacob Birnbaum, who was my previous (laughs) guest. He's got a question for you. And so for everybody listening and for everybody watching, they will hear the question and see it right now. What's your favorite memory from Newman? And so we're back. Jacob Birnbaum's question for you is, what is your favorite memory from Newman University? My favorite memory. I think, there's some, I think that there are some good options that you have yeah, uh, to, to pick here as, as well. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be an athletic memory. It could be a friend that you made, something you did in class. It doesn't have to be on the basketball court, although it certainly can be. Favorite memory. That's a good question. I got a lot of good memories here. My favorite memory. If you had to pick one, what do you think it would be? Well, I mean, it was my first year, like you said, the, my freshman year. I'm going to use an athletic example. You sure. Know, 
We actually, you say we was playing for second and third. We actually was playing for the championship. You were. The, no, I, we was playing for the regular season championship. You were. You got and, all the way back. And to me, I feel like that was a favorite moment for me because, like, I've never, like, you know, had to go through that much adversity, you know, for our sports. You know, we lost games, but, you know, everybody stayed together. We was brothers. Everybody still believed. And then, you know, next thing you know, we playing for the championship. And it's just like, wow, I'm playing for a championship my freshman year. You know? <laughs> right. And I played a lot that you game. Did. So I got a lot of experience, you know. And to me, like, that was probably one of my favorite moments, you know, just having a, a good group of guys together, you know, Stand together through the course, and you know we playing for championship on our home court. Absolutely, and that was and that was a, a tremendous game. Obviously, didn't didn't come out on the right side of it, but <clears throat> certainly for you guys, uh, a, a great experience. This year, obviously, you're picked 14th, and uh, it's understandable why. Finished 14th last year. Two of the best players off last year's team are gone. But as you've mentioned, it doesn't really matter what you're picked in the preseason. It's how you finish that matters. You guys have been good finishers throughout your time here how much motivation have is that providing to you guys to go out and show people in the miaa the newman that we know that you can be that you have been the past two years and and show them a little something different than than last year when you had so many of those close games that just didn't quite go your way that could have totally changed the season for you is there well for for me i i focus on like in practice moments because you know what what you do in practice you know it, it translates to the game and you know Sometimes, you know, every day we work on closeouts and everything. And for me, last year, I'm, I'm like, every day I'm like, man, I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to close out and not have my hand up. We lost games like that. We lost yep. games by not having matchups, like not knowing who who's guarding who. And it's just like little stuff it like that. It could just be a little thing that L- makes a big difference. <laughs> little stuff like that is what lost us those close games last year. And, you know, a lot of people probably look at our season and be like, hey, we lost every game by 20. Like, no, we were, we were playing games – Double overtime, losing by one point, two points, you know. And it's just like I just can't let that happen. I know I feel like that would rely on me, JB, DeAndre, you know, guys that already been here. Like what the guys that come in, they're going to look at us and say, what is he doing every day? You know, how how is he approaching this? How is he going to look at this? And that's, that's what I feel like is going to determine if we win or lose games. You know, if I come in and don't bring the same energy or don't, you know, close out with a high hand or contest shots, like – the the freshmen are gonna do the same thing I'm gonna right. do, and then it's gonna just keep translating over over the years. And I just don't want that to be something that I leave. I want to leave here know, knowing that when I leave here, the next guy gonna step up and bring the same energy that I did every day. The last season for Tigel Herford, the second season for Newman starts on Saturday. Missouri Southern, looking forward to seeing this guy out there representing the Navy and Red for one final year. Tigel. Yes, Great to have you back. Thanks so much. Best of luck to you. Thanks for having me. We will have Coach Clarissa Crum of the women's basketball team previewing their season when we resume on the JetCast. Fact is, every insurance company hopes you drive safely. But Allstate actually helps you drive safely with DriveWise. It lets you know when you go too fast and brake too hard. With feedback to help you drive safer, giving you the power to actually lower your cost. Unfortunately... You can't do anything about that. Now that you know the truth, are you in good hands? Check out your Allstate agent here in Wichita, Mike Light, at 316-684-0121. Where can you land the best jet swag? The official online store of Newman University Athletics and UJetsGear.com. 
store features the greatest variety of Jets logo gear anywhere. From latest clothing styles and hats to Newman branded lawn chairs and office supplies and more. And your JetsGear.com is your place to purchase sports specific, alumni, parents, and hard to find Newman merchandise. Shop right now on your computer or phone and you jetsgear.com or click the shop now button at newmanjets.com. The women's basketball team is also set to begin their second MIAA campaign on Saturday. 1.30 p.m. tip-off against the Lions. Of course, you can hear all the action right here on the Newman Jets Audio Network. The women were picked 11th in the preseason MIAA poll. They finished, of course, tied for 10th last year. They missed the postseason by a tiebreaker. Now in her fifth year, and with some added responsibility we'll get to here in a little bit, assistant women's basketball coach Clarissa Crum joins me here as we wrap up episode 26 of the JetCast. Coach, it is great to see you again. It's great to see you too. Well, this this 2020 has been uh, kind of an interesting time. How has it been for you? Um, it's been, you know, just kind of going with the flow, relying on my faith um, to just get through this and to be there for our players and just take it as as it goes, yeah, not, you know, not to try to overthink it. So two, two things that immediately came to mind when I saw that you were on the schedule. First of all, you've always been very open with your faith and open with, you know, the fact that you like being a part of a Christian university. And I got coach spence's take on this last year but he said one of his favorite moments of all last season was getting michaela mack baptized and so i really wanted to ask you about that because from his conversations he said that you had a a big role in in that conversation with her and that transformation for her what was that like for you seeing her getting baptized here in wichita after you know at the end of her journey as a newman jet I thought that was pretty awesome, you know, for her to even invite us on that journey with her and, you know, because it's a personal relationship with Jesus. And so for her to invite us and allow us in, you know, I'm thankful that we are able to plant seeds here and we're able to help them grow within their walk. Um, I remember the exact day where we were just working out and then she was overcome with tears. And I just knew that that was kind of like it for her. And you know, to have that moment and to be there for her as she's made new again was just awesome. And, you know, just seeing her grow and flourish as a young woman and as she's leaving Newman to have that as her base. I just thought that was a pretty awesome experience. How do you feel like you're maybe able to do things a little bit differently in that area at a Christian university where, and not that obviously there aren't all faiths at all universities, but mm-hmm. do you feel like there's maybe a it's it's a little bit different being at a Christian university? Um, well, I, I think so. I think that you have that freedom um, to talk about it openly. And, and like, I've never been bashful anywhere I've been um, to talk about it since I became a Christian. But I just think that it allows you that space in the and the opportunity to have those type of conversations freely, you know, to everybody on the team. It's not just the one person or if they're a Christian or not. I just think, and then, you know, it's followed up with some parts of their classroom and it's more on campus. So it's not just you that's doing it. Um, seeds are definitely being planted in other um, aspects here at Newman. So the other question that I had to ask is if you have followed the women's program at all, I know the parents out there <laughs> will know this. This is the planner of the entire basketball department, men's and women's. How much of a challenge is it for you personally with everything going on and practices being canceled, practices being moved, 
seasons being moved to kind of give yourself a little <laughs> flexibility because I know that you are the person, okay, we're going to have things at this time. And, and, you know, from traveling with the team the last few years, when she says something's going to happen, about 99.9% of the time, <laughs> it's happening then. Yeah. Um, how do you al- kind of allow yourself to be flexible with things when they are so uncertain? Um, well, I just think it's a good test for me personally in my walk is just like that I'm not in control. And, (laughs) um, and so it's been good for me to allow that control and just to go with the flow. It's helped me grown, um, as a person to be thankful for things a little bit better, to understand that, um, that it can't always be perfect. It can't always (laughs) run smoothly. Um, you know, yeah, and it's, it is okay. And so I just think if I have that approach, you know, I don't want to feed anxiety or that, um, just overwhelming feeling to my players, to other people, that would be very irresponsible of me. So it's just allowed me to take a deep breath and just allow us all to grow in this time. Well, and how do you think the girls have been handling this adversity? Obviously, you know, we're a little bit older than they are. It's certainly not anything that we've ever had to deal with. And certainly for the younger players on your team, you know, totally unlike anything that they've had to deal with in their lifetimes. Yeah, I just think, you know, we've had really great open communication with our players and just being able to have those conversations, you know, when somebody feels overwhelmed or anxious or, you know, some like almost like, oh, do, are we going to do this? Is it going to happen? How do we uplift each other? You know, Coach Spence talks about people over perfection all the time, taking care of our people. And I think we've been able to do that through conversations. You know, we've just been very open and honest about everything with them. And that helps. That helps clear doubt. That help clears up any confusion that they might hear or see. If they hear it from us first, they'll be able to process it better. How, how important, you know, because he's talked about these group text messages, the mess emails, <laughs> the Zoom messages. How important have those been? Because you guys just got off quarantine for coronavirus. Everybody is okay, which we're obviously very thankful for, and that's the, the most important thing. But, you know, mental health is an important thing, too, and you're in isolation, and, you know, you don't have the normal, you know, I don't think we're designed to be solitary <laughs> creatures, unfortunately, even though technology keeps pushing us that way, it seems like. Yeah. But how important has it been through the, that technology that you do have to, to maintain some sort of camaraderie or, or connection with your players and, and with the teammates among themselves? Well, I think it's great that, um, you know, starting in March, um, we just really just went right into it. Um, it was almost like, okay, this is that we formed the groups. We started this process by the end of April. We, you know, we wanted to take care of our current players, the ones graduating, the ones, all that stuff. And we wanted to continue and finish it off, but we wanted to include the new ones in at the same time. So we just made sure that that communication was always open and stuff and that we just were talking through things and, and we were starting to put in leadership skills. Our six seniors came to us saying that they wanted to be player led, that they had just, you know, they've grown through this program and, you know, four of them have grown up in this program. And so just to see them blossom and take over and take control, you know, and then leading into this last quarantine, um, you know, I, I would like to say it was a lot different for all of us. Like it was a lot because it was more, we had some that were sick, some that weren't sick. It was the balance of that, you know, you had a, you had a game on the 19th. Now it's not on the 19th. Um, you know, and so it was just talking through those things. Again, it's just the communication part of it. Um, 
and allowing those girls to feel that emotion, talk through that emotion, and then just deal with the reality of it. Fifth-year assistant coach Clarissa Crum joining me. Women opening up the season against Missouri Southern on Saturday. Can't believe it's finally here. <laughs> you know, obviously, this is a really important time of the year for you guys as you guys put in plays, put in systems. Coach Spence always liked to say he's got to figure out who to play in what situation, who not to play. How much of your preparation do you feel like you have gotten done in terms of getting all the systems, the plays, the defenses in that you would normally have for a season opener? Well, I think the cool thing about this is we've had 10 return. We have 10 returners. Right. And we've had a lot of those returners play a lot of minutes for us. Um, and so what's what's been the beautiful thing about it is been just like how much um, they've stuck together, how much they've held each other accountable, how much they've stayed in the gym, been consistent about it. Um, and then our new ones, it was like we've been recruiting them for a couple years right. and just knowing their personalities and who they are. And so it's just been it's been actually a lot easier um again you don't know game like situations you don't know who's going to work well with who still because it's a new year new roles new responsibilities but i just think as an overall group they've grown together and they've been through things together and it's been helpful for that last year an 11 and 17 campaign but i looked through like about your first 10 losses of the season i think seven of them were by <laughs> at like seven points or fewer. Yeah. I know this Missouri Southern team was one of those you thought you could get, and it was, you know, you guys were nearly buried, 15 points down with 527 <laughs> left, and then all of a sudden, here come the Cardiac Jets, just like they did the year before with a 15-2 run, and you get down by one with 34 seconds left. What do you hope that the returners take away from those close games? Because you look at the top of the standings this year for preseason – Emporia State, Nebraska, Kearney, Central Missouri, those might have been your three best games of the year last year. <laughs> you won two of them, and Central Missouri, obviously, that's a three-point loss here at home. Yeah. So you guys know you have the capability of playing with the very, very best of the best yeah. in the MIAA. What's going to be the difference to keep you in those games, obviously? And, and then, obviously, uh, you want to do better against the bottom half of the conference as well. Yeah, and, I, you know, I think last year was just a lot of growing pains, growing experiences. I mean, you were on the road with us there's some gyms we didn't even know what door to go in uh, we joke about it now but there were some tense moments in the bus and and so it's just the you know the unknown of how loud those gyms got the bands you know and it's not to make make excuses for the girls because they did come out and play hard I just think the biggest difference is you have to play hard the entire 40 minutes you know there's a bunch of Lubbock Christian type teams out there oh yeah um you know and so you just have to be prepared for every situation that you go in and I think the girls learned a lot I think they learned a lot about strength that that's so important in this league you know that keeping your body in shape what you put in your body um and I, like I said those seniors have just taken a grasp and a hold of this and they just want to be better you know They've been part of teams that have won 19, 17, 21 games. So they know what it is to win. Um, now they just got to do it and finalize games and not be fearful of it. And I think that's a lot of things that we talk about is just go out there. You've proven to yourself that you can do it. Now let's just go do it, you know. Well, and something else that Coach Crum is doing is a new role here with Newman Athletics. 
She is the NU Athletics Diversity and Inclusion designee. This is a new role that the NCAA approved the Minority Opportunities and Interest Committee. This happened in January, and you're the designee for Newman <laughs> University. Uh, so first of all, congratulations on Thank that. You. No, And I think I tweeted out, there's nobody they could have chosen that would have done a better job than you. What made you, uh, how did you get approached about this role? Is this something that you, you know, kind of self-reported to the <laughs> athletic department that you'd like to do this? And, and what is your role as far as that designation goes within Newman University Athletics? Um, well, I think that uh, actually Coach Spence and me talked about it. And he's been talking to me a while about, you know, administration and things like that nature. Um, and just how I get my, you know, for my foot in the door with that stuff. If that's a way I want to go with my career. Um, because he's always about growing and helping me learn and take the next step. So he actually uh, approached Joe about it. And, you know, I got on the committee here at Newman. I've been trying to be as much involved in, you know, staff meetings, assemblies, things of that nature. Um, Coach Spence always talks about being seen on the rest of campus. How are we to hold ourselves and, and to, you know, be a part of the community that's within Newman. And so being on that committee has given me, you know, a lot of confidence in my abilities and what I say and what I think. It's helped me learn and expand things. As I get more familiar with the ADID uh, position, um, like I've been a part of SAC a little bit more, um, creating a committee on SAC, um, just being able to... It's a really about empowering the student-athletes to let them know that they have a voice, they have, they have a a significant part in the Newman community. Um, and how do we do that? How do we empower that? How do we get that rolling? Um, Joseph has also been a good support for me as he is our diversity person on campus. And so just me and him working together and just trying to um, fully dive into it, I guess you could say. Sure, yeah. Um, but it's, you know. It is something new that you're trying yes. to explore what, you know, all the opportunities that you have to make a difference. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Definitely. Clarissa Crum joining me. We'll let you get out of here on this. Obviously, every different team has a little bit different of a personality, a different <laughs> style. You know, if you would have told me, you know, when you started coming and I, I got back from my one-year hiatus that you guys would have been playing zone defense, <laughs> I would have said you are absolutely insane. But here we are, uh, you know, so not necessarily that you're going to give anything away to anyone, but what kind of a Jets team do you think the fans should expect to listen to and, and, and see this season when they either watch here at home for the, the, the lucky few that are able to come or when they, uh, they watch on the, on the MIAA network or listen to us here? Um, I think you're just going to find a bunch of girls that love to play for each other, with each other, um, you know, shoot a lot of threes. Um, you, you know, uh, Coach Spence, I think we've we've tweaked some things this year. Um, I think that you'd be able to see zone and man a lot more with this, this group. And like he said before in the past, it's just different. Every group is different um, in how we approach them, and I just think that this group is so focused and ready and excited and thankful to even have a first game. Uh, I've been praying for this moment. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad that it's finally here. Clarissa Crum, yes. uh, certainly going to be great to have you back on the sidelines this year. Been a big part of the Jets' success, and uh, looking forward to seeing you and the ladies on and, and Coach, too, I guess. <laughs> Coach Fence, too, on, on Saturday against the Lions. Best of luck yes, to you. Yes, thank you so much. One thirty. 
p.m. for the tip time. We'll be on the air with coverage 1 o'clock, 1.15 for pregame. The South Central Ceiling and Paving take off the tip-off show here on the Newman Jets Audio Network as we begin basketball coverage on Saturday. We'll be very basketball-heavy again with men's and women's stories next week here on the JetCast. So we'll see you Saturday for live event coverage here on the network. So until then, Blake Cripps saying, go Jets.